actually, we are. They think we should have kept. The Wait, listen to this podcast, and these guys got in an argument. I know. <laughs> I think oh, because the, they know. were the bad guys. Jeez. Oh, you know. Okay. I mean that, but that's I'm stressed. I mean, I don't think there's another clear cut reanimator. I don't think so either. Um, letters from Iwo Jima, oh, the but that's all white. but the one they don't so portray it as bad yeah. guys. <laughs> we don't have time. I to mean, talk it's from Japanese <laughs> perspective. I got a box, but right. I don't think. Have you seen time? But I want. But they're not. But the, other, but the other side isn't bad guys. Yeah, I don't know. That was an interesting question you posed. I mean, it was. Well, you know, I tried to pose interesting things to you. Oh. I like being posed. Darkness falls across the land. Halloween is close at hand. Podcasters crawl in search of blood to reminisce on the films of childhood. And whosoever shall be found without listening to us and getting down must stand and face the hosts of the show who love to talk about movies, you know. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of our voices in your ears, and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. It's time to talk about tales of horror, and your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can possibly last against the 30-something movie podcast. <laughs> All right, this time around, I have with me Dennis, Pat, Jeff, and myself. Uh, Jason and Bo were not able to make it today, so it is the four of us. And only three of us will be talking scary movies because Pat can't handle them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this time around, we are doing an extra special because Pat's here with Jeff. And they're still friends. Nobody died last time. Um, I checked twice before starting my car. Um, but uh, yes, we're all friends. We're all still alive. And the Italians have not killed us yet. Um, this time around, we're doing an extra special. Okay. Um, this time around, we're doing an extra special Halloween episode. And Dennis is having a moment over here with his iPad as he's looking through a list of What's he, what's he looking at? <laughs> I, need a, I need a blanket to crawl under for the horror movie one, I'm just uh-huh. saying. Pat's having yeah, a little bit of trouble. Look at the so. pictures of the DVD <laughs> think, covers. Just, just think of uh, Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci. Pinhead's going to scare you. There you go. All right. So this time around, we are looking at scary movies or monster-themed movies from the 1980s. Um, so let's start it off with, what are some of your favorites? Man. Dennis, no, Dennis is gonna How long have, I got? Dennis is going to have a problem narrowing okay. this down here. So, Well, man, I mean, looking at let's, the Let's list. break it into some, into some categories. What are your favorite? So here are three categories. Okay. Family, ones that you'd be okay with showing your kids. Um, ones that are funny, so a little bit more like the horror comedy style. And ones that are scary slash gory. Okay, let's, let's go. Do you want to go scary gory first? Um, uh, let's go family first because there won't be as many in there. Okay, family first. Go. <laughs> Um, I mean, I would. Gremlins is categorized as a scary one. We've already talked about Gremlins in an earlier podcast that you all, I know, listen to. Um, but Gremlins would definitely be a family one that you could show to, even though it's got that dark side to it. I think Poltergeist, we've already shown to our kids when they were younger. Um, there's not a lot of actual crazy, gory stuff. It's just scary and it works. Oh, you know, the but, guy's face peels off in the mirror. Well, yeah, but that's the Raiders of the Lost Ark, too. Um, that doesn't mean it's not gory. I'm well, I mean, saying. it is, but I wouldn't say the overall movie is gory. It's, it's, it's Most of it is pretty movie. tame. Yeah, it's, it's, 
It, which is a, a whole but it's separate category. It's effective. Yeah. Um, man, geez, I mean, those are like the, and then, oh, creep, man, somebody else start talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I threw together a list of movies. Um, first thing that I have on the list is John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was more suspense than anything else because, you know, it, it has elements of gore, but it's more just, it, it's capitalizing on what you don't know as an audience and making you fill in that gap with the most horrific things that you can think of. Um, and that's why it works, is because it's letting you scare yourself. Now, do you like it better compared to the original of the thing? Have you seen? Did you see the original thing before the black and white version for the 1950s? I saw the Carpenter one before I saw the okay. black and white one, okay. which made the black and white one a little bit more laughable. Yes, but and I agree with that. Just I know that that movie my, that was my dad's favorite movie, or I guess like scary movie when he was a kid because he remembers it when he was a kid and first saw the thing where it wasn't laughable, it was scary as all heck. When I saw it as a kid, it was really scary, and then we saw the the Carpenter thing. And it was actually a little bit of a letdown. Great special effects, but the original, for some reason, just had a nostalgia piece in there, too, mm-hmm. which worked. But, yeah, if you see it in reverse, I can definitely see how that yeah. works. Yeah, no, I, I never saw the remake the re- or the one from a couple of years ago. No. Or prequel, or I don't the know. I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't did, know how they were describing it. That wasn't that bad, actually. That was better than <clears> that. I never, I never saw that one. But for me, like... When that I think, one, did you consider that family, though, or are you just going through No, I'm just going, I'm just going through my list. Like, I, I don't think anything on my... Well, I might have one okay. that would be family. Well, maybe two. Uh, other titles I have in here that we can talk about throughout this: uh, Poltergeist, uh, The Blob, mm-hmm. Cujo, yeah, Critters, Critters, and The Burbs. The Burbs. Burbs. Oh, the Burbs. Tom, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And again, that one just, I remember when I was a kid, it creeped me out. Mm -hmm. There's nothing really scary about it. It's just, it's unsettling and it's unnerving. And I think, you know, for me that, even now when I watch it, I still have that moment. One, maybe leave a light on or, Mm -hmm. you know, leave the blinds open just in case. Because, I don't know, it's just something about the way that movie's put together that it's just uncomfortable. Maybe it's because you're thinking about that happening in your own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking about, well, the neighbor I don't really see all the time. They do act in odd ways. You start to wonder about the people really what happens. And again, you're life. filling in gaps with, with your own ideas and sometimes your own experiences. Um, Especially if it's an old German neighbor like in Monster Squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. Sorry, the 30-something podcast does not condone picking on German neighbors. Just Italian ones. Right. <laughs> Pat, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I, uh, know, how do I feel about what? We, we, know the, we know the scary movies are The your scary forte. movies, and so I'm going through the list here. That's your forte. Yeah, that's so. right. As for the friendly I, um, yeah, Ernest goes I, to jail. You know. <laughs> Ernest, uh, no, the Halloween. Yeah, the Halloween. Saves Halloween. Halloween. There's, there's, there's a couple scary He was scary too scared movies. to watch the Halloween one. A couple scary, scary movies out there. Yeah. Um, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Okay, so... 13 I, Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. I, you know, it's funny because Monster Squad, I saw that one come up on... 
Netflix yes. a while back. I, I can't remember that movie other than watching it as a kid and thinking it was really cool. Go watch it again. Okay, good. So I, it, it holds up. That I, makes I me so it. excited. Because I don't know if it holds up, but you know, it was fun for me watching it, pretending I'm still like 12 years old. Yeah, yeah it, it was up. that movie. I just remember really liking that movie. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that again. I, Wolfman's I, got nards. <laughs> that's right. I remember that line too. Yeah. Okay. So I want to see. I, I want to go back and see Monster Squad. I remember really liking that. Ghostbusters. Um, that goes without saying. I mean, that was. I don't even know if that qualifies as a scary slash horror movie and all that. But I mean, I. I think I watched Ghostbusters yeah. at least several Librarian times. Librarian ghosts scared the heck out of me. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'd say I, I watch Ghostbusters at least you know four times a year. So I mean mm-hmm. I, I mean that one's definitely up there. Uh, Gremlins, and I don't. I didn't grow up. Having seen that whole movie, I mean, obviously reference our earlier discussion, but I, I just thought from from that earlier discussion, Gremlins was just a very unique, scary kind of, it had a little bit of everything, adventure and uh, horror and everything all wrapped up um, into it. As far as, I'm, I'm scanning through the list of horror movies. or, or Hocus st- Pocus. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Which one was that one? That was early 90s. That was Ben Midler and uh, Kathy Jimmy. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that one. Sorry. <laughs> It was scary. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was scary in many ways. Um, no, here's one. So, does Aliens count as a horror yes. movie? Sure. Because technically, Alien yes, yeah. was... Right. I mean, Aliens is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I'd say Aliens is up there. And honestly, The Lost Boys. Okay. I have I have a good time watching The Lost Boys. And, and um, you know... So, I guess those I, those would be the, the, the horror movies that, that I can palette. All right. Well, I think some of mine would be... <laughs> <laughs> Watching the movie known as Lost Boys. <laughs> hey kid, you lost? <laughs> all right. Are you, are you like, searching for your way home? All right, can I, all right. Can I watch you? Edit. The movie known as The Lost like, Boys. Do you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> I lost my puppy. Hey. Oh. Uh, is John going or what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Are you? No, I'm going. You want? Go. You want to go? go? Here you go. I'm all ready now. But go ahead. <laughs> I was just over home right. before. Okay. Well, all of your movies were named. Oh man. Oh <laughs> man. Oh that one? man. Oh. This is like well, this Pat is, with man. This is Call up by that like, movie. Someone else go. <laughs> Pat with Commando. It was just awesome. They're all awesome. Pat with Commando. <laughs> well. <laughs> So my movies would probably be an American Werewolf in London. Yes. Um, that's is that on your list? Yeah. Too? Okay. American Werewolf in London. Um, Poltergeist terrified me as a child. Uh, the movie House, uh, where the house is possessed. Um, I also had the Blob. For more fun ones, I had the Blob. Um, you know, like Predator, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Aliens, all those. Evil Dead Two, I love. Yes. That is one of my favorite yes. fun kind of funny movies. Um, I kind of count The Fly with Jeff Goldblum as more of like a fun one. I mean, I know it's supposed to be... See, I still Actually, I don't think that. that one's fun. I, saw the, I think it's sad. I saw the well, original. I remember it being a sad movie. Yeah. I've only seen the original version. I haven't seen the Jeff Goldblum one. Jeff okay. Goldblum's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah but it's, I think it's... It is, I mean, there, it's there a scary are some, movie, Right, sad. all right. It's just, yeah. um, more as like... Fun. I think I'm kind of mixing fun and gory together because okay. I think gory movies are fun. So nails are coming. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Beetlejuice definitely. Um, and then if you get into like the family ones, Monster Squad. I'll, I'll throw Labyrinth in there because it's got some you know creepy looking puppets and things. And David Bowie. Um, and then Little Monsters, the one with Fred Savage, is another good one. Oh yeah, him and uh, yeah. Howie Mandel. Yeah, Howie Mandel. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So those would probably be mine. Um, all right, I'm ready. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Ready? <laughs> you sure. get all of mine. We only stole a few of them. Right, I'm going to go, go through these. Definitely the Evil, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. All yeah. right, those are two that were like, and again, I guess the reason I get excited is because, I mean, I had four brothers. Um, I had a dad who was just into horror movies, and that's that was a staple thing. So, like, and when I was a kid, when I was really young, I mean, Murder by Death, I mean, those. That's I was in the theater, at, I think I was six years old or something was seven and I remember crying about that movie when I was there and it was a comedy Yeah, but I was like oh, you know so I got pretty much not, you want to call it desensitized to it I got used to the horror film genre pretty easily and then I realized they're all just movies and it was all just good fun and it was you know so I appreciate them um, Evil Dead Evil Dead 2 The Fly the Hellraiser movies with Pinhead were in there um, the one that just makes it in 1980 which scared which I totally loved was The Fog the original Fog with Adrian oh, yeah. Barbeau that one was super awesome I still remember the ending is that, of that uh, one. Carpenter as well that was yeah John Carpenter yeah. yep A Nightmare on Elm Street is in there as well the first Nightmare on Elm Street's in, in that time period um, then there's a few that Fright Night Fright Night which yeah. was if you remember Fright Night with uh, I think it's Roddy McDowell yes the vampire you know that one was always good ones that we used to play all the time Creep Show. I mm-hmm. love Creep Show as a fun one where it had the, sh- the short stories. The original, I think, was better than the second one, but the Creep Show, the first one, was mm-hmm. just classic. Um, the Howling. Is Creep Show the one where the guy gets buried in the sand? Yes, the beach where it's Ted Danson. Yeah. He's buried mm-hmm. in the yep, beach yep, at yep, the yep. end and he oh, comes back. Danson, it's the one where the guy's also the little, I want, it's Father's Day, I want my cake, that yes. one. And then there's the, what the age word was, the monster in a box down yeah. the stairs. I mean, just classic. American Werewolf in London, definitely. The Howling. Was mm-hmm. one of the best, I think. Like that, that movie was just the special effects. Everybody remember the Howling? That's the one with the werewolves, and that one is just that was a great one. Um, the Shining is 1980, so it makes it as well. Mm-hmm. So The Shining has to be in there. Return of the Living Dead is a funny zombie one. Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. I actually, even though it wasn't your your Halloween, it, it, people didn't like it because it wasn't the the, the Myers, Michael yeah. Myers. But it was still, I thought, with the mass, a pretty interesting concept and pretty good. Uh, going oh, God, I remember that one. That was the... The Lost Boys, definitely. That was, was Halloween 3 was the one with the masks? I think it was where the... Ma- where yeah, the man... Like, like the bugs would come out of the mask. Ten more days the, till yeah. Halloween. Yes. Halloween. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Had that little yeah. song in there. Yeah, it was just... That was creepy. Pat, don't watch um, that one. Yeah, don't watch that <laughs> Yeah, I know. There's a lot of these, man. I'm going to just take them. <laughs> I think Jeff's, Jeff's over here making a list of what to see. What not to see. Pat's over here making say, a list yeah. of what not to see. Okay. Day of the Dead, which was another one of the George uh-huh. Romero ones. It was the one with Bub, which is like mm-hmm. the best zombie ever. Which we'll Bub. be talking about next month. Love Bub. Um... I'm trying to think if there's, there's, I'm sure there's more. Any movie that ends up with a zombie with a gun. I'm sure there's more, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, I mean, just some of those. I mean, we we, we, are, we had a pretty steady diet of the 1980s, and it just remembers, I just, I think now, I get excited because a lot of those good movies. You, you, you've, you come alive when you're talking about Oh, God. Would you say this is your favorite genre of movie? You know what? you got to do, you guys have to do your, like, individual interviews and all that, because I... You know, at the time, I think it was a lot of fun because, like, once I think I got over the being afraid of them movies, yeah. you know, like like that type of thing, and it was just with our brothers and my, and my it just I think it brings back a good time where we were what we were just my dad would always go to the DVD store, come home with one of these movies, and we'd pop it on, make big bowls of popcorn. So it was really? like family night, and a lot of times it leaned towards horror movies with him. Okay. You know, so it would it just I think it's also that kind of memory part of it, um, but. As far as like like writing or creating that type of genre, I don't know, but it's a, it's like a thrill. It's like an amusement park ride, man. For me, sometimes I, I like that because it's a cathartic. Like you can, and I and once you realize it's all just a movie, you know. As long as I I am not. If we're getting into the next question, which is kind of shock mm-hmm. versus story, 
I think you got to have a good story. And I think a lot of the ones we said, the ones that I'm talking about, had good stories. I don't think there's any that are too weak or too shocking. If you notice, I didn't mention Friday the 13th, which I could have. Um, even though that's considered a classic, it's a sla- I'm not a big fan of just slasher films. So those don't, just violent slasher films don't do anything. Good, creepy stories, even some that have a little bit of like some of the, the, the different uh, gore, if you want to call it, at the right time. Um, not overdoing the gore, that's like the perfect formula. Great story with a little bit of gore is okay, um, but if you overdo it, you're just selling gore. It's that anybody can do gore. Do you get into like like horror movies now as much as you did, or is it some of they're the not as good? Piece? Well, I think okay. it's. I don't think they're all as good as. I think a lot of them are so. I mean, there are some decent ones. Like I love Insidious. So like Insidious is a perfect example to me. Insidious is a PG thirteen movie. It's not R-rated. There's not a slasher, but it's creepy, and there's just the way they shoot it. And the, the, they went to actually, they even talked about going back to the old-style sort of scary movie on the, the DVD. They say the way you gotta set people up for the jump, set people up for the you know the thing they didn't notice and get them. It's that old-style sort of doing it where the slasher or psycho guy killing and butchering people is just gore and like a I think like a Rob Zombie type thing. That, that stuff doesn't where people are just getting tortured and. That stuff doesn't do anything for me at all. I think that actually, yeah, I don't enjoy that at all. Yeah, that, I mean, that's but more of that shock value. It's the shock right? value, and I don't think the shock so, works. Like, so I think story those, over shock. All those Saw movies right. that yes. have come out, that's all shock. Now, the first Saw, I liked because the story was actually interesting. Here you have a guy who's terminal. It was set up well. They spin it at the end. I mean, the whole thing is there. So I actually appreciate the first Saw. Then when it became, let's just see how much we can torture people in there, and, and then it became right. the premise of the guy saying, to... the guy, I mean, the premise is the guy is sitting there, you know, he's terminal, and he's saying all these people who are abusing their lives, I mean, there's a little bit of an element of a good idea of a story there. And now he's putting them in this game to see if they'll fight for their life and appreciate instead of doing whatever they were doing, the drugs, bad behavior. Here's a, here's a chance you win the game, you can go live your life. If you don't, you were already throwing it away anyway. And meanwhile, I've got cancer, and, you know, I mean, it was kind of like that whole... There was at least an idea there for the original. And they, yeah, then they take those things and they shock, just start going gore, gore, gore. So, but yeah, definitely story. I, that's it's. So it's not my favorite genre, I guess, in a way to watch all the time. But man, I could, I could definitely like. I'm actually excited. We actually brought Insidious home with the kids, and we're Hunter really wants to see it, and I'm like thinking, okay, Autumn does not want to see it. <laughs> So she will not see it, but Hunter wants to, and we'll try. There's, it's totally like, like there's nothing like majorly inappropriate. It's just a good, I think, old-fashioned kind of creep. It's like what's the one with um, Nicole Kidman? The others, is, uh, the others. Which yeah. the others is a ghost story. It's a right. gorgeous ghost story. Mm-hmm. It's really good, and it's creepy, and it's good, but it's also you, a, a kid can watch that mm-hmm. without being like you know subjected to like mass torture and. Right, and I, I think overall, <clears throat> if I if I was choosing, I would choose storytelling. You know, the ones that actually have a story to them. But you know what? When it gets to be October and it's close to Halloween, there are times I just I want to watch a movie where a zombie just tears somebody open. <laughs> and I that maybe that makes me a sick watch individual. Walking Dead last <laughs> I did watch right. Walking Dead. Right. Thanks a lot, Robert Kirkman. Um, that probably dead. wasn't that wasn't his fault. He's not dead. Okay. For the record, Glenn's not dead. The body of Nick. Spoiler Wilson. alert. Well, they're not even watching it. If you haven't watched it by the time this airs, then seriously, and you're watching this pod, listen to this podcast before you watch The Walking Dead. What are you, what are you doing with your life? The body is over. <clears throat> you, you belong in the okay. saw. It's his body. Well, you're not using body. Right you're now, wasting your life. His intestines aren't up here. Mm-hmm. So it's the body of the other guy over him, and he's underneath, and they're tearing him apart. Okay. Going, uh, now, how he gets out of that? I don't know. That's what we talked about before you came in here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. We're all, we're all right, though. dumpster somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right. <clears throat> so that's very much like uh, things and stuff and movies. Yeah. Bringing it back to our conversation. There you go. Okay. Pat, how are you doing over there? I'm doing good. Good. I'm, I'm like, this is this is Ghostbusters, man. Yeah, Ghostbusters. No, you know what? I mean, and it's 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 funny because I'm like, I'm really getting excited. Love those old Donald Duck cartoons. No, I'm I'm excited getting it, like listening to you guys talk because honestly, it's like what I tell kids in music class when you try and like tell them like, okay, we're gonna be listening to music that you don't normally mm. listen to, and, and you know, and of course, you, you try and soften it a little bit and just say, hey, you guys know what you know. Let me show you music that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And this is like a complete world to me that I just don't know. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's just Earlier today, here. Pat was telling about a scary movie he saw called Rainbow Bright Halloween. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> the My Little Pony. Fear is magical. That's that one. That one Fear yeah. is magical. <laughs> I just I made up the My Little Pony episode I want to see. Um, Speaking of the Lost Boys. <laughs> well... <laughs> And also one that we did for a child's play is in there as well. Yeah. And there's a good example of the first one I liked, and then it got just kind of ridiculous. Is that the doll? The doll. Yeah, the doll. Chucky. Yeah. Chucky. Chucky. yeah. So there are a lot of these movies I haven't seen mm-hmm. um, because this isn't my go-to genre. Halloween. I'm not a fan of the horror slash slasher movies. Um, now, I do dig suspense films, so and I think a lot of the the films that I put on my list are more suspense movies than anything else. Yeah, they have those elements of horror or slasher, but I don't know, it's just, that's not my go-to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like when my imagination gets messed around with in movies. You know, something like Blair Witch, which I thought was a mm-hmm. great movie because there's nothing scary mm-hmm. as you watch the movie. It is all... But it makes what, you never want what, to go in the woods right, again. Right. It's all what it's you all decide to bring to it. Um, so, like you'd say, like Hitchcock is your thing. And Hitchcock is my oh, yeah. thing for sure. You know, and it's interesting because, you know, as you're describing, I, did I? I'm sorry, did I? No, go, okay. go, go. When I, I think part of my problem with sometimes with horror movies is, you know, because like, you know, Tammy will ask, how, she'll say, "Man, the Lord of the Rings, the uh, the Nazgul, freak her out." Like mm-hmm. she just she's scared, and she's like, "How can you enjoy Lord of the Rings but you don't like scary movies?" Or, and I was thinking about Ghostbusters, like, okay, well, then what, you know, Ghostbusters is a po- And I think it's, I think it's, you know, some of the slasher stuff, some of the, but then I think it's like, in those movies, people can fight back. Like, you can fight back. You've got a sword that you can take those guys out with. You, Ghostbusters, they have their proton packs. You know, there's, there's things that, you know, you can do to com- combat it. I think mm-hmm. it's the horror movie just... It's when you're a complete victim, and I think that was the thing I didn't in like in Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, and that was the you can't fight back because you're asleep. Because you're asleep, yeah. and that, I remember that was the one thing. Like, why would they run it so? Like, man, I'd be out of there. And that I remember you guys all saying, "Well, no, because it's in a nightmare, and in a nightmare you can't fight back." And it was like, that's why I just not a fan of the you know mm-hmm. not a, that and and yeah. So, anyways, I meant to jump in when you were saying no, what things no. you do, and that that's if you can't fight back, eh, I don't want to. I don't want to see that. No. So. So, here's another question. I've heard some people argue this, and some people have argued that we are in the middle of one now, or that, no, it's it's more like 40s and 50s. Are the 70s and 80s, I've heard it referred to as the golden age of horror. Would you agree with that the 70s and 80s were the golden age of horror movies? Because I go back to, I think about the, the movies that I really love, and I love nearly every movie on this list. We're kind of looking yeah. at some of the like Wikipedia lists and IMDb lists and things like that to see like the top 100 or the top 200 movies, uh, scary movies of the 80s. But when I, you know, if I think about Halloween and I think about scary movies, 
I go back to the Universal monster movies, and I go back to mm-hmm. Dracula and Frankenstein and Invisible Man and Lon Chaney's Wolfman, and I go back to that stuff. Um, that's the first thing I think of, although I love tons of movies that are on this list. So, I don't know. For me, when I think about... I mean, I'm thinking about going back to, like, the Christopher Lee um, Dracula, Dracula movies yeah. and, you know, the, those Hammer horror movies and all that other stuff. You know, that's that's 50... Was that 40s, 50s, 60s? We're looking at the Universal the Monsters. Movies, and, but I think the Universal Mar- Monsters and all those, yeah. Those it's like, like 40s and 50s. 50s like, and I think with, you know, yeah, the Creature from the Black Lagoon, I think yeah. that was the golden age of monster Okay. Is what I would say. I wouldn't say horror. I would say golden gauge of gold, golden gauge, golden age of monster movies because that was what it was all about monsters and they created monsters and and I think horror to me just has a different. That's where like your your different types of like your creep shows and your your mm-hmm. the Halloween original and then you get Psycho Kid. I mean, that's not really a monster. He's not really a monster. It's it's Frankenstein's a monster. You know. Creature from the Black Lagoon is a monster, so they were more fun monster type movies. Where I think that's that's how I think of the fifty with the ones you're mentioning. As far as horrors, I might actually say eighties, and again, because maybe it's because I grew up in their seventies and eighties. Just because there was so many, I think there was a wide variety. Movies weren't made as much as they are today. I don't think it's safe because you can make any movie today. It's very easy to make. Not when I say very easy, but I mean it's more affordable, more possible to make a movie than it was back then. And when you look at the different, I think. Categories some of them fit in, whether it be the thriller, whether it be the the, the, the the Michael Myers killer type one, whether it's the creepy four stories, creep show ones, or the fog. I mean, there's just a lot of, I thought, a little bit more original ideas mm-hmm. that were there. The You know, so. And, and compared with now, because I've heard some people, I've read a few places online where people have argued that now we are in a golden age of horror movies, you know, with like Paranormal Activity 12 and whatever else is out right now. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think, overall, when you're I looking, when you're looking at the history, no, gore, I, th- yeah, I think yeah. gore seems to be the go-to, yeah. okay. and somehow has become the definition of horror. Yeah, and horror isn't gore. Gore is its own, thing, you know, audition mm-hmm. or Itchy the Killer, you know, something like that. That would be gore. Mm-hmm. I don't think I wouldn't even call those horror. Like movies. a Walking Dead, because the Walking Dead is not really. I don't think of that as being horror. Because it's not really scary. I'm not scared of the zombies in that show. I know that there's a threat. I'm right. scared for the other characters, but I'm not scared of the zombies as a monster. Right. I'm to not going to watch the show a, and be scared while I'm watching right. it. To me, that's more of a, a drama that, that involves see, gratuitous like, zombie gore. Like Hellraiser and Pinhead. I mean, that character just oh yeah freaked me out as a kid. The guy with mm-hmm. the pins just appearing in your ring. Just like... What was his angle? I, I remember catching parts of the movie. Maybe I saw... I don't remember which Hellraiser, but I remember Pinhead. What was what was his angle? Like why? Pat's remembering Care Bears Pinhead. Yeah, and then the, and then was there something where they'd go back in time or something? Oh, was in the First World War? Or is, am I just totally messing plots together? Everyone's looking around like that. What are you watching? Like I remember. And then they cross the streams. And then they cross. That's right. And there can be only one. And there can be stay, only one. Stay puff marshmallow. Yeah. I love well, this plan. I, that, I'm excited to be a part of this plan. Let's do it. Um, what? You know, it's a movie that I almost got to see. Well, you guys are the experts, so film me. Well, like, what's the summary on the on the? I remember something with. There's a head. there's a little cube box like. Pandora's box. Yeah, you don't open yeah, it, and exactly, the one guy opened yeah. it up. And then that creates all these yeah issues. And I remember just remember skin being pulled and right. And why did Pinhead appear? Like he didn't come out of the box. It was if somehow you. Well, there's a number of movies, so that's why when you say the plot, right. it's hard for me to 
think of what right. the original one was compared to like two and three and you know. Right. Okay. But I'll have to. How'd you classify a movie like Seven? What genre would thriller. you would you throw that thriller. in? Thriller. thriller. Yeah. Suspense thriller. Yeah. Docudrama. I don't know who's <laughs> making that. I mean, the, I mean, the Shining's in there too. Just mm-hmm. like that's there's Pet Cemetery, you could say in the '80s, or some Stephen King ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I threw Cujo in there for sure because yeah, that yeah. movie freaked the hell out of me Pet when I was Cemetery. a kid. Just the idea of not only a dog being the the evil thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, God, you walk down the Killer street Clowns and those people, Space. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a brilliant movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Night of the Creeps I just watched yesterday. But but with, with Cujo, just when they were stuck in the car, and they yeah. had nowhere to go. Oh, yeah. Anytime you try to leave, the dog is right there. I mean, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I'm already just like starting to get <laughs> upset you're, thinking about it. You're tensing up. American Werewolf in yeah. London was a favorite of mine too. Oh, right? yeah. and, and see, I, I think when now I, that movie terrified me. See, but to me, I think the other thing I don't know. I just think I can I can think of the lead, when you mention those. I don't just think of the scary characters. Like I think of Halloween. I think of Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. I think of Jamie Lee Curtis anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, you, you think of like the person in there and how you didn't want them to I always say that's like the key to a good mm-hmm. good horror movie that I don't think nowadays writes like when you sit there and you think about paranormal activity do you remember really the lead characters or the people that I mean you don't really know them like you don't even know their name or the character you don't but when you think of Halloween the original you think of Jamie Lee running mm-hmm. to that hospital mm-hmm. door or is that the second one? Sorry, it's the second one, I think, isn't it? It might be the second the first one. one. The second one, I think, or she's going to the door, and she's just pounding on the door trying to get in the hospital, mm-hmm. and he's coming, and he's walking, and, he's, and, he, and, he's just, and you're just like, somebody open the dang door. Like, yeah. you just feel for the character. American Wealth in London, the guy who was on yeah. 7-Up commercials, that guy, David, um, David, Nadoff, Nado, Nado, something like that. He, just, that guy was so perfect for that role. You yeah. felt sorry for him that he's now a werewolf, and, and that all that entails. I mean, there's just... The characters are written better. Even Evil Dead, you got what's his name, the main mm-hmm. guy. I mean, like just, Ash. yeah, you just. I think the character, the human characters, were better developed and better, more likable, so that you bought into the fact that you did not want harm to come their way. So it made the experience that much more either thrilling or scary because you were worried something was going to happen to somebody that you liked. Mm-hmm. If you don't like or know the characters, there's no connection. Okay, they're going to kill right. twenty when kids the, in a when camp. They're churning not up that you were happy about that, but my point is every. No the what? A year and a half when they're churning out these movies you know, every yeah. year and a half another one and another one and another one it's going to lose its effect yeah because you don't have you don't you're not giving, the, like the, you're not giving the time and I'm to, not sure we're about to, to care see about Insidious the, 3 the which they came out which and then said and I don't know how good it is but the Insidious 3 the first one the characters in that movie I like the family like you get to know the family in this house and then all of a sudden, stuff starts to happen. Much like Poltergeist, yeah. you got to know the yeah. family in the Until house. The and then one. stuff slowly started happening. Have you, you know? guys all seen Poltergeist? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was just reading a little plot. So I was like, does the kid ever come back? You're going to have to watch the movie. You're gonna have to watch I'm not going to watch the movie. But I'll tell you, see, the thing is, and that's the other thing that I don't like, when it, they when it's kids that start getting messed up, I just get, yeah. I mean, part the language, but I mean, that's the other problem with the horror movies, because I was just reading, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check out Poltergeist, and it was just like, oh, kid disappears. Have you seen Six Sense? <laughs> um, Bruce Willis? I don't... You laid your eyes? Possibly I've seen part of it. See, like that's a classic. You got yeah, to see okay. that. To me, yeah. isn't someone ruined it for me. Like, by that's the way. A, like okay. I was, I, I'm oh. offense. No, no, I was angry. Man, that I would and be angry. Here's, that here's the thing. Same guy. Same guy. 
Fight Club and Sixth Sense. Oh come on! No, really? I'm not kidding. Are you Those, still are you still I, friends with the guy? Still, I, I, <laughs> Jesus, he's, like, he's dead to me. I'd like yeah. to officially <laughs> say I'm sorry, Pat. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> seriously, that was like, oh and God. it was that and guy, it had, no, that guy same, started his car and it went up. Same guy. No, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> that would, like Fight that, Club that would, and, yeah, and Sixth Sense. Cool. It was that's like both cool. those dude, movies. Dude, whoever you are out there, it's not cool. Yeah, yeah, that was that was it. You know, like like the kid this morning in music class. Yeah, the one kid like shout out. I kind of kind of you know talking to some kids about Walking Dead, and also one kid just shouted out like what happened I was like whoa dude no, no, you yeah. can't do that not cool I, and I think I, how you said it was funny in class too you were just like dude spoiler alert not cool and the kid was like oh but I oh and then he got quiet <laughs> well, he, he yeah. needed to get quiet yeah, did. you just can't do that we quieted so anyways yeah so as far as Sixth Sense yeah I've seen Sixth 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 Sense, sixth <laughs> sense. I've seen that one um yeah, so anyways, it's, it's not an '80s movie, but I'm saying, if I was a kid, yeah, and you know, I just think like like they go back to the ones with like like the family with Poltergeist. I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah, if I was a kid, but I mean, we don't want to tell you how it ends. But no, no, so com- compared to today, did the if if we're saying the '70s and '80s are more of a maybe golden age of horror, do those movies have better stories? Yes, than absolutely. The ones today? Yes, okay. We care so, more. We yeah, care just, more about the families. I'll say, or for the, the reasons that Dennis mentioned, yeah. we care about these these families. We yeah. care about these characters. You know, I care about Carol Ann. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see anything happen to Carol. Yeah. Ann. You don't want to see anything happen to her family. It's a good family. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they have to go through that multiple times, you're just like, oh come on, let's you know, just leave these leave these guys alone. And for the record, Poltergeist Two, Reverend Kane. <laughs> ugh. God, this guy creeps me out. Yeah, the Lord is in his holy temple. Like when you see him walking, walk, just walking down yep. the sidewalk, <laughs> and then he shows up at the, at the mall uh, or wherever they were shopping. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, I don't know what, yeah, I think they might have been 70s. Does everybody remember Phantasm? Mm. I think it was Phantasm. I've heard of it. Was it. Like I never the, saw the it. Sphere, and it was the big tall man. It was referred to as the big tall man. Slenderman? It's, no, <laughs> I think it might have been 70s. It's like the precursor of Slenderman? That one used to freak me out. That guy, okay. I had, yeah, that one I had, I had yeah, sleepless nights. Phantasm, I think it's called. Phantasm. Okay, again, another one going on Jeff's list to watch, another one going on Pat's list not See, to watch. and here's my problem. You keep saying that. Yes, that dude right there, man. <clears throat> oh, with that ball. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Oh, I vaguely, I vaguely remember he that. He was just like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Dennis, why are you crying? <laughs> Somebody hold me. <laughs> Come on over well, we're going to pause now for a 30-something yeah, movie podcast group hug. Yeah, that's a, yeah. See, you, you, you can separate it and you can just say, okay, it's just a movie. See, I, Pat I think, says, if this I one can't. doesn't scare you, you're already dead. That's what it says. <laughs> that's, 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 that's on the poster. See, I can't separate. <laughs> there was I a few of them. What's funny is me saying, I can't separate Faffer and then him over there going, man, if this doesn't scare you, you're already, <laughs> already dead. dead. Yep, not watching that one. <laughs> The, the, the just let me see. Wait, wait, let me see if I can talk. Oh man, seventy nine. So, so it was so close, nineteen seventy nine, yeah. but close enough to nineteen eighty, depending yeah. on where you live in the world. Anyway, the residents of a small town have begun. <laughs> <laughs> the, the residents of a small town. Tall, just crashed into a water. I think it's like nineteen eighty. So yeah, somewhere it's nineteen eighty. The residents of a small town have begun dying under strange circumstances, leading young Michael. Uh, to investigate after discovering that the tall man, Angus Scrim, man, that dude's scary. <laughs> the town's mortician is killing and reanimating the dead as mis- misshapen zombies. Mike seeps ha- seeks help from his older brother and a local ice cream man, Reggie. I remember Reggie. Working together, they try to lure out and kill the tall man, all while avoiding his minions in a deadly silver sphere. Man, it's, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
There you go. That's a good one. That one just scared that guy. I was like, yeah, I remember that. It scared you a little bit right now. I know. Fish, just, just the Wikipedia entry scared the heck out of me. All right. So which classic horror film, and I, if you want to, I guess you can go beyond the 80s here, but um, try to keep it to the 80s if we can. Which classic horror film is your Halloween go-to? If you were going to sit and watch a movie on Halloween... Or if you were going to recommend a movie that somebody watches on Halloween, because we're going to try to release this episode before Halloween itself. If you want to have a movie available for someone to go see, what would be your personal go-to movie to watch on Halloween? And again, if you want to, you can go outside the 80s. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's going to go Ghostbusters. Yeah, I love that movie. I love that movie. Uh, I, love this movie. I love this movie. I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> Red Sonia. Yeah, the scariest one for Jeff is Red Sonia. Red Sonia. <laughs> I'm actually gonna like when I thought about that question because I knew you were coming up with it because I read on your list um, about five minutes ago. Because you can read. <laughs> I was. I actually think when I think of a good Halloween movie, it, it would be. Uh, I would actually go with the original Halloween. Here's my reason. Number one. It's a. I think like I'm hoping we maybe are able to watch that soon sometime because even as far as like even because I was trying I want to look at it again myself and make sure but from what I remember when I saw it again there is not a, you don't see a lot so I think it's one of those effects you don't actually see a lot of like there's there's not a lot of gore I looked at it I was going oh my god it's almost tame compared to what we see today but man it still scares the heck out of you because the suspense there's so many times where he's almost there or you think he's there and it's just like he's, he's behind somebody he's not be, and, and she's almost getting it she's almost getting killed she's not you know yeah and it just to me it does a really nice job of using all those kind of old and it happens around Halloween so you've got like the, the trick-or-treat you know all the people with the different you know it's, I think it's just a good time with named Halloween it's, mm-hmm. The story's good. So I, I think Halloween would be my fun one to go to. I think Poltergeist would be my second choice for a family one. I think go with Poltergeist. Poltergeist if you want to avoid this, the person killing people, um, that story, then you're just going to go with uh, Halloween or uh, Poltergeist then instead of Halloween. So those would be my two, depending on what you want to do with my recommendations. Okay, Jeff. Um, actually, on Halloween, I usually do a Hitchcock marathon. Okay. Cool. Um, just because again, that we're going that, outside the eighties, but that's outside right. the eighties, but that's yeah. like that's yeah. what I, 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 I just I love. Be right there. Well, okay, so that. what are your what are your Hitchcock movies? Uh, Rear Window. Yeah. Okay. Birds. Yeah. Um, North by Northwest. Vertigo. Psycho fit And Psycho. That's the, and that's the that's the collection that I found that I bought is those five movies and okay. you know, just that's my that's Halloween okay. thing. Yeah. If I had to go with a movie from the eighties or closer to now. Um, maybe the thing. I, you know, I just there's. I don't know. I'm gonna throw this one out. And this is dedicated, Pat. And I'm not. I'm not even joking here. Snorks Halloween Adventure. No. And even a one that he might get away with. Well, his kids are still younger, but like eventually, my kids we showed it, and they were still fairly young. It's um, it's funny, but it's got a little bit of scariness in it. But for the most part, you get introduced to some of the classic monsters from that Universal time. It's the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah, I yeah. That one. You watch that. My kids love that. It was a classic <clears throat> Halloween movie that we would see like every Halloween for for a few years, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's good. It was the fun, scary, like it, yeah. The whole scene with the coffin. Chick. There you go. 
I'm having fun today. I think. See, and I. It's time you enjoyed this thing. And it's funny that it's funny that you. Um, did you talk about like the, the reason you saw those movies are you know because your dad really was into mm-hmm. the genre? I I just don't think my folks were, were into the yeah. horror movies. I mean, it was always the comedic ones: yeah. Ghostbusters, Young Frankenstein, Frankenstein. I mean, that's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I mean, I could watch that thing over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and then you know, like I said, and then the other ones that I listed and all, all that. But I think that's. I mean, as you were saying the, that, the get the, the, the that, get that one, man. That's awesome. I'll watch that again this Halloween. I think. So. Yeah, we used to watch that all the time. I yeah. think my dad loved those and my dad you know and that's probably one of the other things is he loved Back. horror movies yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Back. he really thinks it's working <laughs> <laughs> he really thinks I'm Dracula <laughs> sorry but that I, that and that actually probably would outside of the 80s that would be one of my favorites would be Abbott and Costello yeah. and Frankenstein yeah. um, if I was going to pick one within this time frame uh, and, and it's one that I think we may end up doing a little bit more in depth next year because it came out in 86 is Invaders from Mars. Um, there is the original one from the 50s, and I like that one too, but the 80s one is the one I remember seeing the most. Um, and that was one, and I, oh, and I remember it freaked me out so much. In that movie, there you don't know who the Martians are, you know, because they that's the one where there's like these dunes back behind the houses, and, and people keep going back there, and they like fall into the sand, and they're taken by the Martians, but then these people keep coming back. And you, you find out who's a Martian and who's not because they've got some kind of a Band-Aid on the back of their neck. Yeah. And you know, oh, you my remember God. Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. And the, and the science, the science teacher eats a frog. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> and so the people that come back as Martians, they, you know, they're Martians, so they don't know how humans are supposed to be. So I remember in the one scene, the mom is cooking breakfast one morning, and the little kid is kind of the main character of the movie. And the mom is cooking breakfast one morning, and she burns everything. Like, she burns all the toast. She burns everything else. The day after my dad showed us that movie for the first time, my mom was in the kitchen. She had put a Band-Aid on the back of her neck, and she was burning all of our breakfast on purpose. So we, as the kids, came in. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and, I and I remember just staring at my mom. And she... <laughs> She, and I think she might have had a little bit longer hair at the time, so she kind of like went to go yeah. scratch the back of her neck, and I saw the Band-Aid there, and I, and I freaked out. I don't remember how old I was at the time, but enough 30. that I freaked out. I was like probably 30. Um, God, no, I love, I love that movie. Love that movie. Um, so that would probably be my one from the 80s. If, if I had to go you know, pick another one like for, for the scary factor, because that one now, I mean, I watch that now, and it doesn't. It doesn't scare me. Right, it doesn't quite um, hold up. But if I want to, if I want to get scared still, I'll go watch, I'll watch Poltergeist. Or I'll watch, uh, God, even American Werewolf in London still scares me. Um, but probably something like Poltergeist if I want to be scared. Now, again, outside of the 80s, the ones that we tended to watch was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. And there was that whole series, and I don't know what they were called because they were all on the same VHS tape. Um, whole series of Disney cartoons. There was like the the Donald Duck where the witch possesses his feet, and like he has to he has to do everything that the the witch. It, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are trying to get uh, candy from okay. Uncle Donald, and he refuses to give any trick or treaters candy. Like he always squirts them with water or does something else, and um, and the this witch ends up possessing Donald Duck's feet, and so then he has to. You know, oh. she slams him into walls and does all kinds of other stuff. But there's this whole set of Disney, like, uh, Halloween cartoons. 
and we used to watch it every single we'd rent that VHS we'd watch it every year and I actually found all of them on YouTube last year and so after we went out trick-or-treating I put that up on the TV for the kids and we went through and we watched all these movies there's the old um like Dance of the Dead cartoon, really, really old. It was just an old, I don't even think there's dialogue in it, um, but it's these skeletons all dancing around. And at first it's kind of creepy, but then they go into this real funny kind of dance routine. Um, and just a whole other little set of like Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck cartoons. And so that would have been, if, if you're looking for one for the family, that's a good one. If there's, you've got younger kids. There's another series that I just thought of from the 80s, I think, mm-hmm. and it was called Amazing Stories. Yes. And it was just like, it was a that collection of just really bizarre how is this really happening to these people? Spielberg did that, right? Yeah, it was Those were awesome. That was a show. It It came out every week. There was a collection of them. Amazing stories. Amazing stories. 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 You have some of them, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's an awesome awesome episode that's a great Halloween episode. It's called Mummy Daddy. Mummy Daddy. And the premise is so, I'll show it sometimes in here if it's like right before Halloween and it's a day where it's kind of crazy, I'll show it. That's that. Uh, that's something else. It was supposed to be the Mater from Mars trailer, but anyway, it's rather Star Wars. Well, when you, the when mummy you daddy one is that it's a fun, it's a fun concept where it's basically there's a guy on set. He's dressed as a mummy. He's an actor. His wife is in labor in a hospital. All of a sudden, they get the call. Yes. She's in labor, and it, the scene's over. He's like he just finds out. He hops in his car and takes off, and he's out in these like swampy area out in the you know the stick somewhere. Meanwhile, he gets lost. And there is actually a real mummy somewhere right. in the area, and all of them see him walking around. Right. And they think it's him, and it's there's, there's two mummies out there, and they're all chasing him, and you know, he's yeah. trying to get to the hospital, and everything he runs good. into. That one's a good one. Christopher Lloyd is the teacher. Yeah. Where the kids yeah. try and take him mm-hmm. down. That one's good. And then the the war one. With the B seventeen play. Yeah, that's, yeah. That was the yeah. pilot. That's yeah. pretty. That's, that's, that's pretty amazing. Kevin, all the actors in there: Kevin Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin um, Costner. There was another series. More recent though, it was called Nightmares and Dreamscapes, based on Stephen King's short stories. Okay, and I remember again, hearing about that. I it was it was more the, s- the same type of, of thing. It was just these short stories of just kind of bizarre. Did that really sort of happen? Moments and just I don't. I loved Amazing Stories. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I remember glimpses of specific, there wasn't there one of uh, the train. I remember the train. No, it was uh, like, like a maid or a housekeeper. It was like two punk kids. They gave everyone a hard time. Okay. And this yeah, housekeeper yeah. came in. All of a sudden, she was just like yeah. one upping them. You know, and they couldn't figure out how she was so in tune to what they were doing. I don't know. Yeah. Good the, theme. Good song for that one too. Yeah. I can't. I can't. But those those yeah. those yeah. stories. Yeah. I love. I love that kind of storytelling. It's very, um, unusual. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg. I think maybe they're not Spielberg. Um, I think John Williams John maybe did. even he did. wrote it. Yeah. He did. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, and then, I mean, if people are looking for other things for you or your family to watch this coming Halloween, um, I believe at least a few seasons of Twilight Zone are still on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And there's quite a few if you go into the horror section of Netflix or um, some of these I found on the other, that other app, uh, Crackle.com was another one. Twilight Zone and... Outer Limits. uh, Amazing Stories and Nightmares. They all fall into that same category of the slightly bizarre... We're talking about the theme song. Those are the Amazing Stories theme song. Yeah. 
That's my new. I'm just gonna put that on a ringtone. Uh, can, can we get the band to play that? Is it, yeah, 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 that would be awesome. That would be yeah, really cool. Be one, yeah. Just wake up, man. I'm sorry, we're going on this, the John Williams thing, but That's yeah, just fine. wake up to like the Raiders march or wake up to that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. would. Oh man, we'll like, do that on my phone for tomorrow. I would never. I'm not. I'm never. My wife, snooze, my wife man. may I'm not just enjoy sit that. There and listen to it. I do. When I get up and like lumber into the bathroom in the morning, I'm playing the Jurassic Park theme. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I used to have a race car, just like like be like the front straight in a race car, and then Tammy mm-hmm. put the kibosh on that one because she like every time it'd be this like car going by two hundred miles an hour, and then she'd just be like, "Yeah, we'll do that." I used to have uh, the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, the song from the oh, yeah. uh, dun 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. and I had that as a ringtone, and which was fine, except in, like when I would get calls at, like ten thirty at night. You know, it's you know quiet and everything. All of a sudden, my phone would just light up, and the yeah. song would come blaring out. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. No. I'm gonna have a heart attack soon. Yeah, that's cool. Not that you'd have a heart attack, but that's cool with the ringtones. <laughs> yeah, I think that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, you are bitter for the last time. Yeah, that's right. After the Indiana Jones thing, I hope you die. So, did the '70s give us the movies that were like Rosemary's Baby, Carrie, Exorcist, The Omen? I was thinking Exorcist. The Omen was the '60s, wasn't it? Omen was the '70s. Was it? Uh, I thought the first one was like late 60s. I want to say... Because, I mean, there's, yeah. there's that genre of the, the classic horror oh, yeah. films which were, that... Which were, <clears throat> oh, yeah, because, I mean... Oh, really? Yep. I thought there was an earlier... No, nope, Gregory Peck won his own Omen is uh, 76. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, they came out with them all, like, leading up. There's a couple that go into the 80s, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, there might be even some that may yeah. make it... Well, like, if we're going outside the 80s, then The Exorcist... I mean that probably. Yeah, I was if, say if I had to pick the scariest movie of all time for me, would be The Exorcist. And I made the mistake. Well, I don't know if it's a mistake or not. The first time I watched that movie, I went down into our basement. I waited until midnight. I Pat, Pat's gonna start crying here. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I waited until midnight. Yeah. I went down into the basement. I popped the VHS into the machine. I turned off all the lights. I was by myself just to in the basement. Out, just, to- just to. I wanted it to be as scary as possible because I remember my dad telling me this movie is terrifying, and. I did it, and the moment that movie was over, uh, you've never seen me run that fast to like get upstairs to where everybody else in the house was. You made it till it was I, over. That's pretty impressive. I made it till it was over, yeah. And then yeah. it was like 2 o'clock in the morning See, or something. And my parents, they would send us to bed, and then they would watch a lot of their movies. And when we were up, there was a, a uh, the vent, and it was a pretty <clears throat> square vent. That it wasn't like the kind of little small. And so you could, you could see the floor basically through it, and you could hear. And I remember when they were watching The Exorcist, and we would hear it, and you'd hear all the yeah. You'd hear some of this, <laughs> this stuff, and, and that was scarier in our heads, like where that we could hear it, but we went back. Is this movie? Mm-hmm. And finally, we got to see it, and it was just like whoa, and it just had more yeah. of a bigger impact. And couldn't even eat uh, green pea soup for a while after. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard they've done studies about you know the better way to freak people out, and they say that you know that one of the things they tested was what gives you more potential to be frightened. In this, is it visual or is it audio? And they said, you know, they, so I guess... Audio. Yeah. And yeah. They, the way they did the test was they showed them a horror movie with no mm-hmm. sound or no music. Yep. And then they... Uh, you, may, you guys maybe know a little bit more about it and, and say, but then they showed just audio or just sounds, mm-hmm. and, or just even soundtrack and sounds. And the thing is, is that you're locked into the visual images, mm-hmm. but your mind is free like to audio, hear the sound. audio and that so affects you. Your yeah. mind will take you to the scariest... Yeah. 
Yeah. Whenever, whenever we're watching something and it's scary or suspenseful, and you, it gets that moment, you know, you're like seconds away from something happening. Sharon will always turn to me and be like, "Can you turn it down or mute it?" Because it's it's the sound part of it that's gonna it's gonna sound get you. It's not it, like yeah. the visual part. It's the sound that's gonna. And that's when I grab the remote and I actually turn it up. Right. <laughs> yeah. This works better if you're yeah. thinking, man. If you're gonna do it, you just. And then Pat's, that's when Pat leaves and goes to read a book. Yeah, I just, you know. <laughs> See, that's that's my problem is, like, it's everything. And that's my problem with, like, horror movies. My mind makes it real. Yeah. Like Blair Witch Project. Well, like, and half okay, the time that, these movies, are, the movies themselves are not what scare me. Yeah. It's when I'm trying to fall asleep later that night yeah. after watching them. Or the next time I'm running through the woods. Or the right. next time, well, whatever, and, you know. And, and the, the Blair Witch. And then uh, no, when you brought the Blair Witch, I never saw it. I never saw it. Oh, I it's mean, great. You enjoy it. Yeah, I know it is. But and my, my buddy told me about He'll it. He'll never run through the woods again. And, and that kind of thing. He told me all about the plot. And no more eye candy. The, you know, and all that kind of thing. The thing is, is that he, he said, you know, and here's the thing with the Blair Witch. Okay, is there really a witch sneaking around? Well, no. But he said, let's say this. I mean, maybe it's a group of, like, just psychotic killers that are preying out of town. That could happen. And it was like... Whoa. You know, so your mind you have, makes it, your you have, mind. You have yeah, some yeah. really horrible friends. Yeah, well, this guy was great, man. He he, might, he was a big movie guy, too. Okay. I mean, you know, but anyways, he was just like, yeah, imagine that. Maybe, maybe there wasn't a witch. Maybe because he said in the movie, and I'd read enough and all that, that I knew what was happening. Maybe they were the ones that hung up those things. Maybe they were the ones that beat on the side of the tent. Maybe they were, the, you know, the end of the house. Maybe, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know. All right. See, and that's my problem is my mind makes it real. You know, yeah. I just well, Blair Witch, I think, was the first to do that found footage as a feature-length movie, and if it's yeah. it was a feature-length which, movie, which, and which created they, a whole new element marketed, of realism. But the way they marketed that movie too, because it hadn't been done before, and that's what made it such a yeah, yeah. unique thing, was that on the Sci-Fi Channel and everything else, they were advertising for this, and it was like, no, there is real footage. Yeah, there is real footage of this, and and, and the fact that it wasn't so gory made it more believable. Had they had, like, all of a sudden they videotaped and there's this massive gory monsters and stuff, you'd be like, okay, yeah, we know this is a fake movie now. But watching it, I was sitting there thinking, and the ending. Yeah. Right. So it's black. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's just sitting there. There, I, there I is saw, no I had, gore in that looked, movie at all. No. Nothing. I had the, I had the, I, I, I'm lucky, I think I was lucky enough, I saw that movie on opening night, Piper's Alley, downtown. I was supposed to go lifeguard downtown that day. It rained. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, there's an opening. Oh, man, I should go to Piper's Alley and see this. Because I had seen the advertisements, and I was just like, oh, it's going to be only at a... It was only at, like, a couple theaters in Chicago. I think that was the only theater, actually, in Chicago that it was at. Sold out when I got there. Luckily, I met this other guy, and they had one extra ticket because somebody... So I ended up, you know, going with them, and it was great. And and we're just in there. Some people had to get up because of the motion sickness element of it in the theater. So that added a little bit to, like, the disturbing sort of feel of it all. And you're just, like, your stomach's in knots, and you're just, like... Just in your the camera the work was done so well. Like now they do it where a lot of that you could just I can tell that this is a tripod shot. I can tell that it's Hollywood trying to make it look like it's mm-hmm. a home footage movie. Like yeah. you can tell now. Yeah. That they it like was all, like because the, it literally was the, peril, they just the paranormal like activity that. movies are all the yeah. this, this but you can tell home footage sort of stuff. Yeah, but it's supposed to be, but you can tell it's it, not. It was and, done with intent. Yes. in the stories, it's done. And with it's intent. too almost polished. Like too many things are still in in shot. Where in Blair Witch, there's times you're not seeing anything, and it's spinning around the yeah. camera. It's like somebody's you're seeing the chaos it. that the and characters like, are experiencing. Like that's what added again to the kind of the motion 
sickness, but that's what really sold the element. That, that might be one of the most frightening movies I've ever seen, now that I think about it. <laughs> I remember thinking afterwards, and then the girl's face. Up, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like trying to, like, she's flashlight. filming herself, she's filming got herself a tear like coming tear down. Yeah, I'm so scared right now. I'm just like, yeah. what is... You know? <laughs> and the way the guys are kind of laughing, like like everything's fine, and then they yeah. slowly start to get more and more, the guys lose their cool. Right. And, and as a guy, you start to lose it along with them at yeah. that point. Like you're going... And I remember experiencing something very similar to that shortly after that movie was like, it was a few months later, but it was in the back of my mind, was we went uh, to the Upper Peninsula. Which, <laughs> yeah, China, so we went, and we did this long six-mile hike to Lake Superior. And we got there, and you park in this little lot. Like, you drive down this long road, long road, no lights, just like gravel road. You get to a small parking lot, then you got to get out of your car, and you got to do like a six-mile hike to Lake Superior. So we, we hiked there. Now, there was supposed to be a two- to three-mile hike back. So we thought, oh, okay, we did the six-mile there. You know, an hour before, you know, like whatever, 45 minutes before it gets dark, we'll start to go back. Well, no one knows we're there. No one knows we're a parent. No, no one knows that me and Chad were at all that we're even there. We, it was kind of a spur of the moment. Hey, let's go. And on the way back, somebody, we ran to a guy. And the guy's like, because we're like, oh, starting sun's starting to set. So, she, you know, we got to walk back. We're like, well, we're taking the short route back. We're, which one's the short route? And the guy's like, oh, it's that one. And, and I'm not going to say the guy was creepy or anything. He wasn't a creepy guy, but he became creepy after I left and thought the possibility that maybe he sent me this direction for a reason because we quickly realized that this was not the two-mile or three-mile route, that we were walking. The, the, axe, was, the axe he was holding didn't give it away? <laughs> yeah, and we're walking, and it's getting darker and the darker. Necklace of, the necklace darker. of thumbs he had. <laughs> and I'm looking at my watch, and I know how long it takes me to, to hike a mile or two miles, and I'm not seeing signs, and all of a sudden, then we're saying, well, and, and I'm joking, and I'm, like, spooking Shannon and just trying to scare her a little bit. And I'm totally, like... <laughs> You're scared. I'm, no, at this point, I'm not scared. At uh-huh. this point, I am just like, ah, this is fun. I'm going to make... And then all of a sudden, it starts to get darker and darker. And when I got to the part that I got scared was we actually made a turn. We saw light. I'm like, it's right there. Like, I, like in my mind, it was just going, I'm at that moment where I'm about to, like, get worried. And then I saw a clearing. And I go, ah, parking lot. It's, like, right there. We're there. And we get to the clearing, and it's not a clearing. It's a drop-off, and there's a big lake or something down below, and we can't get down there. And I don't even know where this lake came from because we didn't see it on the way here. And now I'm like, what the heck? So now I'm sitting there trying, oh, to, trying to still that cool. I'm, I grab a stick at that moment, a big branch, and we're walking through the branch. Now, there's some moonlight, so you can still sort of see the ground, but not much. And we're sitting, and I'm feeling the ground with the stick as we go. We come up. I kid you not. We almost get. We get to a little rundown like house that's oh, totally run down. Like no one lives in there. It's this abandoned little cabin type <laughs> thing. And I made like the half joke. Maybe we should knock on the door and see if they know where the parking lot is. And she's like, "That is not funny." And I was like. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to. Get, so it was just like we just. She's like we just headed the opposite direction of that thing, and then you're hearing crackling noises. You're hearing this. And sure. We're thinking, we're thinking okay, worst case scenario, it's a guy with an axe. Or second, it's a bear because we're in bear country. I'm like, we have no one knows we're there. And then finally, like all of a sudden, I feel on the sign. We find a sign. It's like one mile parking lot that way. So I'm like, okay. So we're going. It still didn't feel like a mile. And then I remember stepping in water, and I'm like. Well, where am I now? We finally get to the parking lot. There's two cars in the lot. One is ours. One is the perceived psycho killer that's going to get us. But the whole Blair Witch thing was in the back of my mind. The feeling of being lost 
and finding where you're at. That, that uh. experience was absolutely like perfect the way they captured it because I'll tell you, it is exactly what it felt like. The transformation that those people go, they're all kind of like, oh, we're looking for the witch. <laughs> you know, hey, you're talking to the old people. Are weird. And then slowly, all of a sudden, wait a second, we were already here. Wait a second, this seems like it. W- w-. And then you start getting losing it, losing it. And then you start to have that moment where you're going, okay, um, yeah. Not well, good. you see, and the thing about that, I, we <laughs> ran to the by, just we ran to that car like as fast as we can looking around and ran to the car got in floored it we're going through this gra- it's just kicking up gravel there's this big dust cloud we're like we stopped for no one <laughs> old lady changing look? a flat tire we're not falling for it did you look it. under the we're car right. did you look under the car before we, you got we in did. I, did I, you? I did I okay. did I looked in my back seat too <laughs> right I looked right. in the back seat zombie land roll and then because um, it's underneath the car they'll get your Achilles tendon we do, once we saw like and put the skin but Hold it was on. so ha- scary what the hell happened to you <laughs> that's, that's, it, like, that, that's your natural <laughs> procedure well if you finish your thing and I don't you would think that seeing the other car for a second might be a comforting thing like if only your car's there like you go oh my car's the only car that's scary that second car made it more scary because who's in that car right where where are they and it wasn't like it was a brand new like nice car it was kind of like a rundown sort of car type of thing and and i'm like thinking is it the guy that told us to go this way you know like whatever and i'm we ran there. We we draw, and I, I just remember getting to back to our hotel and literally running in. Shannon lights out, hop in bed, covers up over. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> Jeez. Good night, Doug. Yeah, good night. I remember you telling me that. Story. And we started like thinking like nobody knew we were here, and that like we could have disappeared and they wouldn't have found us for eighteen years. Well, and that's the like the Blair Witch thing. It's what was scary in that movie. Obviously, I haven't seen it, so I'm only going on conjecture <laughs> what people say. But you didn't see a witch. No. You didn't see blood. What was really scary? Seeing people go from this. To, uh, I'm holding my hand up. Sorry. Going from happy and go lucky and not like, caring, like almost making fun of this, to scary fear. Much too. And that's something even outside the horde thing. That's something everyone has experienced. Yeah. Maybe not quite to the level that you and no, Shannon did, no. but I mean, and so that's why it's scary because that really happened. Yeah. And that, and, that, and going back to what makes them good, we talked about the sound. I think that absence of sound. There's no music in that. No. There's no music and there's no soundtrack. That's the other thing that goes, okay, this is a movie because there's a soundtrack. Just telling me. It's the silence because we've all been in that moment where you've entered your house, you've been there by yourself, and you hear something. The heck was that? No one else is here. But I know I heard something. Well, it's the cat. Oh, crap. The cat's over there. So it's not the cat. And all of a sudden you're like, and you have that moment. And if they could tap into that experience that we've all had, that's the key to a successful horror movie. Telling me what I should be afraid of and showing me the bloody knife slashy murder guy doesn't scare me. Right, you'll scare me when he jumps out. You could do that. It's the part when you don't know. It's not going to terrify you. Yeah, it's the it's the elements of letting it to know what to do with sound. I think is definitely crucial, in it. And, I, and that's why. Again, if you haven't seen Insidious, I mean, it's. I think that was a pretty good. Uh, not all of it, but for the most part, they do a nice job with, with the with the jolts and the. I just remember the little kid with the hat, and the mom goes rocking right by the washing room. Have you seen Insidious? No. Was she? You've you've seen it or no? No. Okay, she goes walking by at some point, and it's, the house is basically there's like these haunted characters, and why are these people all there? And there's like this little kid standing there with like a little hat, and he's got a little old kind of old time hat on. He's just sitting there, and the mom's just like da 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 da. She walks right by, and you don't really see it. Like you have to look for it, and you just notice it. And it's just a weird, oh my god! Like there was a kid there. Like we just walked right past him, and it was just 
it was just a weird, the weird creepiness, the way they did it. And they actually talk, they actually have, uh, it's an interesting feature on the DVD. It says, um, like, you know, Scary Movie 101 or something like that, how to go back. And, and what they were trying to attempt to do, you know, the clock being the, the heartbeat of the house. There's this big grandfather clock, and it's the house itself. And, and, and they talk, it's, it's a really, they kind of combine the paranormal type of thing with the age. What was that uh, elevator movie you had me watch? Oh, man. The devil? <laughs> I read that one. I read that one, and I had to sleep with the lights on. I didn't sleep. The devil? And I don't, yeah, oh the one with the that elevator? Was, yeah, were there oh, I the read devil? that on Wikipedia, and you know how much I sleep anyway. I didn't sleep for 10 days. Five people. 10 straight days, I was awake. <laughs> 10 bloody days. I read it on Wikipedia. I read it on Wikipedia. Just like, because I thought it was going to be like the village. Because yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I chickened out on the village. Yeah. I read it Wikipedia. I'm like, I can check this out. That's a cool premise. I checked <laughs> elevator. <laughs> wrong on that, man. I read that. So it was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to wait. Tim's like, you want to bet? Nope. What you doing now? I'm going to have some super nachos. I'm going to make some nachos. I'm going to stay awake with the lights on. In bed, in here, in the room. She goes, well, if you're going to stay awake, you got to go somewhere else. I said, no, I'm not. I'm staying my people. Then I'm not visit- going downstairs. I made nachos. I ate them in the bed. I stayed away for 10 Then days. you visit the Willis Tower and you're like, yeah. like Tammy's like, all right, let's get it. And you're like, no, I'm not going to the elevator. No, I'm, see, I'm taking the stairs no, all the way I'll up. I tell you, no, because when I visit the Willis Tower, I make sure when the lights go out, I'm the guy attacking everybody. I'm not going to worry about who Satan is. I'm going to first. The power goes out, Fancy starts beating the crap out of everybody. Yeah, everybody's going down. There's like old ladies in there, and he's like, he gets her yeah, first. Can't trust you. <laughs> Yeah, forget that. I read that thing. Holy that was God, another movie scary. that was brilliant because it's I, that experience. Like we've all been on an elevator with with, yeah. with strangers. I thought it was, and, like and I don't know how it did. It's, I know it did well, fairly well. I don't know what the whole thing was like, money wise or whatever. But as far as that, like a lot of people were always trashing M Night Shyamalan, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was a great movie. I, number one, I had an idea for a, a movie in an elevator not related to horror, but it was like, I like that concept of four or five Someone people. passes gas well, just, and it's figuring out who did it. <laughs> yeah, just, that was it. That's <laughs> who done it movie. That was what I was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's me, guys. <laughs> More of the mystery, John. <laughs> I had the chili dog. I'm, I'm, I'm the devil now. <laughs> and and the, the whole like concept of the... the I like the the story with the police officer, the connection there, like the way they did it all. It was it had a good feeling to it at the end, and the guy's telling that story about his mother and the devil, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Hispanic guy and what is you know how you gotta. I just thought it the, was the devil did not do well in the box office. Well, it didn't. I mean, it did okay. Thirty three and a half million. And what was the cost of production? Ten million. So it made profit, but yeah. I think it did better in like after and like people just didn't go to the theater to see it. Mm-hmm. But that's what's going word of mouth. But I think word of mouth is became it. like I don't know anybody that hasn't seen that movie and has not liked it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think you profusely for the recommendation because I enjoyed mm-hmm. that movie a lot. I yeah. mean, it, and it's that real life premise that we've all been in that you so, automatically you start connecting to the situation and then all hell breaks loose. And, and see, in in there, what I like about it too was. Here's the thing in that movie. Like, I always look for the loophole of how, like, like that's my issue with some of the Walking Dead things. Like, I'm sitting there, like, going with, with, with a couple people in the last episode. Why wouldn't you go up those stairs right there? Because you could have survived going up those stairs. Why would you jump onto, why would you, you know, get yourself in this situation? It just seems stupid to me. So when there's that not, when there's a logical out or a logical way that you could avoid the danger, it kind of ruins it for you. But in there, if you were in that elevator and that elevator's stuck, I mean, they're trying to get it open. The police are doing everything they can do. They can talk to them. They can't see They can't hear them. If you're in there, what would you do? Like, what would you do? Like, you, you wouldn't just kill people. 
I mean, Batwood. We just found out. <laughs> <laughs> we found out Bat- Batwood. Batwood. But you wouldn't kill, just kill people. Right. At the same right. time, man, people are dying, and you're like, what do you do? Like, what is the... Ri-? That's why I think it's such a, a good movie, because I can't find anything that I can do to say, here's how you solve this whole elevator thing. It'd be easy. Like, there's other times, like, where you sit there and you go, if that stuff's happening in my house, move out of your house. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like other ones where there's something going on, people stay in the house. Right. I'm going, your house is bad. So, That's yeah. why I like Poltergeist, because at the end, what do they do? They get out of the house. Once they realize it's the house, they're out of there. Once they realize it's buried on Indian, you know, burial ground, it's like, we're out of here. Does the kid come back? Does the kid come back? I'm not telling you. You gotta watch a movie. Or at least read the Wikipedia entry. Parts of the kid. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say that. When I read it on Parts of the Kid. Yeah, that's right. What part are you asking about? No, well, when I read it on the Wikipedia thing, I was like, well, this is a really what good story. What part do you want back? That's right. You want it? I'll give it back to you. What do you want? A bag or a box? All right, what's in the box? Now go the other direction to. Totally unrealistic and not something you can relate to. Killer clowns from outer space. Well, there's that too, but an outer space. One of my favorite scary movies of all time Mars is Attack. no, 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 no. Is uh, Event Horizon. Ooh, love that movie. Have you seen it? I know the name, but I don't recall. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it. It's, it's uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Is it Sam Neill? Uh, uh, okay, I don't it's know. A, you, <laughs> you don't even want to talk about it. I, well, I've, I've, read, I've read the Wikipedia thing. I'm like, okay. that's an interesting story. Uh, Have you like seen that one? It's like yeah. space. Uh, I remember seeing this one. I saw this one in the it's theater. Yeah, you want to do the synopsis? Yeah, go for it. When the event arrives and a spacecraft that vanished years earlier suddenly reappears, a team is dispatched to investigate the ship. Accompanied by the Event Horizon's creator, Sam Neill, the crew of the Lewis and Clark, led by Captain Miller, Lawrence Fishburne, begins to explore the seemingly abandoned vessel. However, it soon becomes evident that sometime something sinister resides in its corridors, and that horrors that befell the Event Horizon's previous journey are still present. I do remember this, but I don't remember it. Oh, it's a great movie. It's, like, it turns out it was the, the, the ship... The idea of the ship was they were trying to create a warp ship like that would, would bend space and time yeah. to be able to pass through and, and go long distances. But when it opened up this wormhole to try to pass through space, it disappeared. It never showed up again. And then something like 50 years later, all of a sudden, it shows up like near Jupiter or Saturn or somewhere. And it's 50 years later, and they can't get a signal from the ship. And, and they go on, and they find out, yes, they did open up a wormhole, but it didn't open up a wormhole. It opened up a portal to hell. Yeah. And so, the, like the ship itself yeah, it's is like possessed. Yes. Of, yeah. yes. Okay. I do oh, remember that is a wow. freaky, freaky. I've probably movie. seen that yeah. once, and it was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like during that time. No, I love that movie. Since we're on the Halloween, I just got to throw it because we mentioned some of these Invasion of the Body Snatchers has to be on there. Oh the yeah. Original. The original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I saw that as a kid again. Dude, I cannot sleep. I did not want it, <laughs> and it be, not because I couldn't sleep because I was scared. It was because I'm not turning into one of those pods. That's not happening. Like, I'm staying awake. And I, I remember, I think I stayed up for like 30 hours. Pat, mm-hmm. you'd be perfect at it right now. But <laughs> 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 Pat's on probably right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but have you seen Invasion of the Bicep? I have not. not seen it. The classic. Go look at the old okay. original. The remake I don't like as much. But the old, the old one with uh, the McCarthy guy, oh my God, it was just... The premise is so good again. To me, I think about the storytelling. You, you sleep... There's alien pods being brought down from somewhere, and basically they have a duplicate of you that when you fall asleep, these pods hatch, and the zombie, like, oh, very well, like vanilla person, just kind of did it, you know. They, you are gone, and they are now, they've, they've taken over you, basically. Step for taken over you by, yeah, sort of yeah. like that. So as they start to realize this, and they start to realize it happens when you sleep, that if these pods are, you know, then you turn it. But how do you not sleep? Mm-hmm. Like, 
How do you not like that's the worst thing? Because that is it's the, absolute, it's the nightmare on Elm Street thing. It's like that. It, it's similar to that concept of yeah. You, it's the one thing you need to do at some point. Yeah. Yet if you do it, bye bye. You know, yeah. like and it, and then I remember the ending and he's running in there and he's there. He, the whole story where he starts, he's telling the story. And the police thing. That, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Ruin this. You've seen it. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. seen it? No, but go ahead. Oh, man, you know. <sighs> as long as we don't tell Pat if the girl comes back or not. In both well, he's telling the story. It starts off where the guy's in the, he's this crazy guy that they brought in. They're telling the story. He's crazy because he hasn't gotten sleep. Okay? And he's and, and what's happening is just at the very at the ending, it's like when they have that report right there and they're like, okay, you know, hey, this, this, this truck created this traffic jam on whatever whatever and then you're wondering what happens after that because it seems so real at the time that this really is happening now what do we do you know so it had an ending to his story but at the same time it didn't solve the whole thing and but it it was just a good movie well i think i and that's when you get watched well you no you can watch probably that <laughs> Pat, I don't know. You're, but, I'm like, your kids could watch with you. <laughs> That's how you reverse it. Like, instead of one pack to watch with his kids, like, like, one kid could watch movies, with though. you. Be kids, all, you'll be all right. Kids, come sit closer to dad. <laughs> Keep dad safe. I like those movies, though, where, like, the, the ending is a little ambiguous. Like, it doesn't wrap everything up. Like the But it has, and it kind of has an ending to what the story is, but it doesn't completely Right. Like, the, I, I just... Because I don't like when they don't leave anything. Well, I just looked up uh, Silence of the Lambs to see when that came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. That was uh, 91. Uh, 91. Yeah. But, that, but like, that was another one, especially that, that character of uh, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, yeah. You know, the, char- the, the character in the movie that knows more than they're letting on. Yeah. And just totally, you can tell they're totally screwing with somebody. You know, again, that type of characterization will get me really interested in a movie. Uh, and then you like in that particular movie when all of a sudden it ends with you know everything seems okay, and then you realize oh wait no this threat is still out there and you know the camera pans back as he's just made his call to Clarice, and now you know he's just kind of wandering around amongst a big group of people and you start thinking like wow anyone in a big group of people could be a total psycho. Yeah. yeah. You so you were saying something about the M Night Shyamalan thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm obviously this. I don't want to branch away from the horror, but in, seriously, you know, joking aside, when I did read about the when I did read the elevator on Wikipedia, and it, it was like, wow, even in like a reduction, this is exciting. I mean, this is interesting. And so you say where the story is important, like some of the, the other films that obviously I've only heard about and haven't seen, but you boil all the the gore or boil everything away. There's no story there. Yeah. But yeah. now these right. movies, you boil them down to the core, and it's like, man, even reading a couple paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really fascinating. It. What do you do? How do you handle this situation? How does this? You know, it. It only three paragraphs managed to freak you out, so or freak mm-hmm. me out. You know, so I mean, it's, 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 it's cool to see that. And I think I think M Night Shyamalan. I know. I guess some of his movies have been panned and, and all that. He's had some, but the part of that is the guilt of like also. I'm mean, not the guilt. It's the the the. You know, you, you, you live by that creative, twisted ending or whatever, and then all of a sudden everybody's looking for it, so it's right. not effective. It's hard to be effective when they're looking for you to do what right. your trademark right. is. That's what probably Rod Sterling would have had to deal with, but he was, you know, he, and that's why also he was able to hire other writers, um, you know, that were all, there's so many different writers that, that were great yeah. on there, um, that he, it wasn't just on his shoulders to do, but it's hard to write that twist ending because people are expecting it. And if they're expecting it, you're already thinking differently about the movie as opposed to the first time you see, like, The Sixth Sense. I mean, it works because I'm, like, floored by it. But yeah. if I would have seen five of his other movies, Sixth Sense is probably not going to work on me as right. much. 
um, because you're looking for it, and that's the problem with, with his thing. So he almost has to reinvent, yeah, he has to reinvent himself to a certain degree, and or at least yeah. do some movies that don't involve that type of ending in order to get some of that and then credibility back where then he can maybe pull off yeah. another one of those. There was a, a movie recently that very much an homage to Psycho. John Cusack was in it. Takes place at a hotel. Identity, yeah, awesome yeah. movie. That was a, that was another one where it just, you're watching identity. that movie. Like I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch That's... this. But you can't help but watch yeah. it. No, and I love then that movie. then you get to the ending of that one. You're just total screwing with your mind. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Oh no, no, don't! It can't end like this. It can't end. And then it's done. You're like, oh, these people. They don't know the danger. They're still in. Yeah. You should watch that, that Pat. Yeah, Identity. That's a good one. <laughs> See, it's, it's, that's slash thriller, though. I mean, it's it yeah, is thriller it's horror, that, but it's it is scary. It's, but it's that just, thriller, suspense. The, the suspense. See, you see, Tammy forbids a lot because seriously, I, I <laughs> just, I'm sorry, your wife doesn't let you watch scary movies because, like, I will straight up get nightmares and I'll just mm-hmm. like night terrors and I'll go scream Wake up the house. <laughs> no, seriously, because and that's why, like, all yeah. the, all the swords and weapons and everything are locked in the basement because there were one too many times. I would my brother can tell the story. I. Uh, uh, there was this time I was I was back from college. It was before I'd moved out for working and stuff. And he woke up, and I jumped out of my bed, and I had a sword, and I was like going after something. And he was like having to chuck things at me to wake me up. And that was like, and Tammy's passed. Up. I'll see something scary, man. I'll just straight like it'll be the middle of the night, and I'll start screaming because my my it'll be like my reoccurring nightmare is like people trying to get in the house. Mm-hmm. And I've got to, like, seriously, it's it's like have to repel invaders from the house. And when the kids were born, and there's times, like, Dominic was little, and I had a nightmare. And it was like, I thought, I, you know, I had to protect. So I started running. And Tammy doesn't want me to kill the baby or to, like, accident, like, to, you know. So she's, like, so she's forbidden, like, scary movies because I will just, like. Should we swing by Pat's house after trivia tonight? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just tap on the windows. <laughs> As, you, you can. You might not be able to leave afterwards, okay? But, uh, yeah, but that was, that was yeah. And it, there was, Pat, Pat pulls a Michonne on us and shows up in the, in the yard, no shoes on, samurai sword. <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, but those things, like, I mean, I'm not, like. Write that one down, Alone in the Dark. I was just trying to think of the Jack Palance Alone movie. Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark with Jack Palance. It was 1980s. It was, like, 82, I think. Uh, it's a very enjoyable tongue-in-cheek horror film about some homicidal maniacs who break out of an asylum and terrorize a psycho- psychiat- psychiatrist's family in a dark and stormy night because there's a power outage and they are able to yeah. escape. And uh, Martin Landau, isn't it? Jack Palance are particularly funny, but there are some genuine scares as well. One scene, which I'll just won't tell you what it is. But um, So anyway, yeah, it's, 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 that one was a decent one I remember as a kid too, Jack Palance being in it. I don't, I, I've only seen it that one time. So I, you know, it's one I'm probably going to actually get again and see if I can find it. So here's the, you guys can all laugh, but here's the geek out uh, uh, horror things. I'll tell you, some of the Star Trek Next Generation episodes, those things were pretty. Yeah, those were some of them were pretty, especially one of the ones where I don't know if you guys did. You guys ever watch? You guys watched it, right? Some of the Next Generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Remember the ones when they were not so much? They were abducting people off the ship, and they they all like they couldn't sleep and they were having problems with it, and then everyone was having the same nightmare so they got all these people together and they realized they were all having the same nightmare and then they realized they were being abducted and then they they were being experimented on because it's like your arm says it's been broken I've never broken my arm and then the one guy your arm has been severed and reattached and it's like when did that and they were abducting all these people mm-hmm. at night and then putting them back in the ship mm-hmm. and then there was that one. the original Star Trek when Jack the, if you ever watched the original Star Trek series the ghost of Jack the Ripper was on that other planet, yeah, and that one was scary. And again, yeah. it was like they didn't have all the modern special effects and everything, yeah, but it right. was 
the ghost of Jack the Ripper, they never caught Jack the Ripper. It was because it was some alien entity that possessed someone and, you know, killed a bunch of people on Earth, and they found it like 400 years later. And that was the same thing. The lights would go out, and then the lights would come back on, and someone was dead. And it was, you know, they didn't have all the modern special effects, but they had, like, weird laugh tracks, and, the you know, the lights would flash, and, you know, some guy would end up with a knife in him. And I, I some of those, man, some of those episodes could... I'm, I'm currently watching uh, the X-Files series for the first time. Oh. Never watched them when it originally aired. Really? And I'm into the second I'm, season now. I'm almost finished. I've been watching it, and I took a little bit of a long hiatus when uh, David Duchovny left and, and uh, Robert Patrick came in. Because okay. I, I wasn't such a big fan of those episodes later on. But I finally picked it back up just a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm in the, I think it's the ninth season is the last one, but now they've got another, the new one coming up next right, year. Right, right, yeah. So, so I like, finish it. But there are some... some there are some uh, great, scary episodes. Yeah, like, they, they introduce these bizarre ideas, and on the surface you're like, oh, that's so messed up. Mm-hmm. But then you start thinking about it, like, but kind of what if this was actually, like, who's to say that there, that we as humans haven't created subspecies that live underwater you know or, or the effects of us on this planet haven't led to other crazy things that we just don't know about because we're not being told about it mm-hmm. and it's a whole conspiracy theory sort yeah. of mindset but there have been some episodes I'm like Ugh, I, I don't know if I want to keep watching this mm-hmm. one this one's a little bit too bizarre slash real mm-hmm. and the cool thing is it's TV and it's so it's not like, you know, it's 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 not like it's like an R-rated or there's tons of gore. And that's I think the kind of the thing that hit me with the Star Trek thing is not that you don't expect it, but just how scary they're able to get with something that fits kind of within a one-hour program mm-hmm. without tons of gore and graphic, whatever. It's just again kind of the story that story that they got out there. It makes you think, you know, it kind of frees your mind. The one that always freaks me out is the um, like the fear that as you're getting ready to get into bed at night that a hand comes out from under your bed mm. and grabs your leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was an episode of Doctor Who where they did that, yeah. where they show up at this kid's house and he's got this fear that there's a monster under his bed. And that there is like when he climbs out of bed, puts his feet on the ground, this hand reaches out and grabs his ankle. And so, and as I, I won't give it away if you're going to watch it at some point, but <clears throat> they, at one point, they then like turn their backs and this thing does like scamper out yeah. from under the bed and they turn to look at it and it's just a sheet, like a, a, one of the bed sheets covering something, but they don't know exactly what it is. They think at first it's another child, but then they quickly kind of figure out it's not. And then as the episode goes on, there's like a, there's a neat twist at the end. I won't give cool. away, but um, I think it's one of the more recent Doctor Who episodes. I think it's got the newer... Doctor Who, the Peter Capaldi one, but yeah, that that always freaked me out. The idea of well, that's like the that's why that's why I keep a whole bunch of junk under the bed, so I know like nothing nothing demonic can be under there because there's like a box of shirts. The one that my kids and we because my kids have seen. If you see the clown, I'm leaving. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's that thing where the kid looks underneath, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's like it's right missing from the right behind him. It's right behind him. I'm like, oh. Like, yeah, that that guy, yeah. started my 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 fear of clowns. So you got and, and it's it's not <laughs> yeah. like I don't. It's not that I see a clown and freak out. So Pennywise out. just helped. But it's <laughs> you know, because well, I I had a clown doll like that when I was a kid. Okay. 
So, I, yeah, we the did, first we time I saw too. Poltergeist, I might have been seven, eight years yeah. old. So, like, you know, I got a tree outside my room, like, banging yeah, on my window. Like, yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm already, like, freaking out, and I'm yeah, seeing the clown house in my room. It was, it was Poltergeist and Evil Dead that, like, completely got me away from trees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil Dead, yeah. Yeah, I mean that, but that clown, that that scene with the clown doll. You know, at one point he throws the jacket, try to cover it it up, and he misses. Oh, whatever, and looks later, and it's not there anymore. And And then he does. That's when he does. Then leans over, looks under the bed, and And that whole moment of like looking under the bed is so scary because they've all done it before, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And that's and that's and we're we're all expecting it to be there, and then it's not. You're relieved, and it's just like bam, it's like right there, and Mm -hmm. it just. But you notice that like even in a description, you don't like walk away from the bed. And get like distance between you and the bed and look under. You gotta like go close, so whatever. There's touch, gonna be right there. You can't yeah. touch the floor. That's like a rule. Yeah. When yeah. you're a kid, yeah. If you like lean upside down, if you're under the blanket, the blanket right. will just protect you That's from right. everything. Right. Mask of the Red Death. Um, Edgar Allan Poe ones. Vincent Price. Just all those. Oh yeah. That got me too. Because our house, what my parents issued. You had was, seven like, chambers of seven different colors. No, but 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 we had we had enough. We had <laughs> yeah, large parties. They locked, locked they're all the bungalows doors. in Cicero, so they're like the bungalows in Cicero. And there's a Forget the floor. <laughs> the second floor, it's hard. You know, it's like hard floors, like going up, and it's just there's no like carpeting or anything, so it doesn't deaden the sounds. There's a little bit of an echo going up the room, and it's colder usually up there. Our bedrooms are up on there, so being the youngest, it would be like I had to go to bed before everyone else did. Well, that's not cool because there's no one else upstairs. It wasn't like a populated house. It literally, you went up to sleep. There's no like, you know, it just wasn't a, there weren't like fun carpeted places. It was like you went upstairs in these type of bungalow houses. And so you're going up, you feel like in this, almost like this cabin or something. Well, the nightlight for the stairs that my parents put in, it wasn't a regular, there wasn't a light. It was blue and red. They used to have blue and red lights. And sometimes it was like a light blue. Sometimes it was red. And when it was red, man, it looked like hell up there. It was like you're walking into hell. It reminded me, I forgot what movie where it was like, that's how they did the colors. And it was just... So I will admit, my mom's probably going to hear this for the first time, but I, I actually like, like, did you never went to bed. Podcast? No, I never went to bed. It had one flight and then a landing and then a flight up. The best I could do on most of those days was I knew my brother Doug would be coming up. I needed at least some other person to die with me up there if we all got killed. So. <laughs> Somehow that was okay if we both got it, but hey, whatever. Oh, I would go up the stairs, good night, everybody, and I would walk up the first flight of stairs, and I would sit down on that second landing first stair. I would just sit there. I could hear them downstairs making popcorn, talking, having a great time. I'm sitting there on the stairs, scared, like I'm not going up there. I'm not going up there. There's a red night light that doesn't help, and then it's like who's in the room, and there's you hear creaks and all these noises up there. I'm like, I'm not going up there. I'm not an idiot. I'm like, I would sit there. Then the minute my brother would open that door, I'd get up, and then as he walked up the stairs, I would walk up the stairs so they would hear me, and then I'd hop into bed, and I'd be like, oh, I've been here all night. <laughs> I used to do that pretty much probably for like six weeks. Thanks, Mom. Um, and Dad for showing me the movies. So there is an effect. Yeah. <laughs> so I did have that effect, but that's how I managed to cope through it. Now I'm not really, now I can go downstairs, and our downstairs was scary, too. It was like my mom would be, go downstairs and get some of the washing machine. I'm like, no. No, oh, you never in the back the with the front and the furnace was making noise and like the old you know old house furnaces and that's like, one of those like John was saying you never run as fast as you do when you have to run downstairs in the basement and grab some the 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 it was younger the, younger siblings are for the mm-hmm. scarier it was the the night gallery Rod Serling's night gallery which he had which was more scary not like the twilight because yeah. he really didn't he didn't want to do it it was just there's a whole story behind that but. Um, 
one of those, there was an episode of something where it had this lady that we referred to as the ooh lady. And it was because in the episode, I just remember somebody being upstairs and somebody like this lady that was tormenting into it. She was this old witchy, like totally like dead ghost, whatever. And she would come up and she'd be like, it was like the old school thing, but she would then kind of float up the stairs and she was just wretchedly scary. She got up there and somebody ends up getting killed or die or dies of fright or whatever. And we would be there, and we would hear that door open. And I'm telling you, sometimes the wind would be blowing through the gangways in our, in our, just, that stuff, man. It was just, you just sit there. You got, you got, I was always afraid the ooh lady was going to come up, and my, my brothers would mess with us. They'd be in the other room. So they would all torture us. So I, I was, a, coming out of all that, it's like nothing scares me now, because I've been through all that. So that's why, like, the genre is... Yeah, see, I just, it just, I just still needs to get let, scared. Me, let me, let me, let me fight back somehow. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. give me a proton pack, right? <laughs> let me fight something. I just, I don't care if they outnumber me. Okay, if you're going to put me in the corner of your house and that's how you do your thing, Blair Witt, that's fine. But one of you was going with me. All right, I'm going to at least take one of you with me. All right, that's the, that's the only thing, like, I need. Like, if there's, if you're, if there's nothing... Then I just I forget. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Omega Man, and uh, which is with um, Charlton Heston, the original before I Am Legend. It's kind of like that. And I Am Legend. I would throw those two in there too. It's That's good. Movies. I love that. I Am Legend. I Am Legend was Will Smith. Will Smith. That was a good one. And the reason I like that, that one is like, awesome like the zombies are so Well, they're like zombie, but that's, rabid. That's yeah. later. That's not 80. That's new. No, yeah. That's yeah, new. Okay, I was that, just saying throw a few more in. Yeah. But I Am Legend was based off of the book, which was. Yeah, and then much better. And the Omega Man was the Charlton Heston one, where they had the weird eyes, and there was this cult. Thing. It was just like they were—they turned. It was the same concept. Yeah. He was trying to find the cure. I just remember the ending. I am a little trivia. I am Legend actually shows a movie theater marquee because it's supposed to be it set says. in the future a little bit that has a Batman Superman okay movie on it. Yeah. Cool. And now we're getting a Batman Superman movie. We That's are. Cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that. Really? Where have you been? I wonder if it'll be any good. It's gonna be awesome. Do you have anyone good in it? You a couple people. Oh, I have to look it up. Yeah. Oh, all right. Man, we go on and on. I can't <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're only just scratching the surface oh, right I now. I know. I'm just starting to think of other ones, too. I'm like, man. <laughs> Lady in White. Wasn't that a movie? Uh, Lady in Black? No, Lady in White. Oh. Uh, well, if it wasn't, it should have been. It was the woman in black. <laughs> it should have been. With. Okay, well, you know, I, oh, no. Here, I will... This is and actually this will be the music I'm going to put at the end of this episode because it terrifies me. Um, Unsolved Mysteries, that TV show. Yeah. Oh, I hated that show. Really? Every time my dad would watch that, and they, as soon as that music came on, I, boom, I'm going to bed. I'm out of here. I'm not. I don't have any part of this because. And there were some of the ones that were, it was like um, you know, like a murder case or something, and and that I. As a kid, I'm like, well, that I'm okay with. But it was when they would do the ones on like alien abduction. Mm. Even that, if I hear that music now, it's see that I remember I'm getting freaked out with alien because I was just like, if they take you at night, it was just like, mm-hmm. I didn't want. And then and then it'd be like, man, if they take me at night and I come back 50 years from now, that's just gonna stink, you know? So yeah, <laughs> that's, just, that's just inconvenient. Yeah, that's just it. It's, yeah. Now, Lady in White, I want to say the the kid. What year is that one? 88. 88. 88? Okay. The, the kid witnesses the same murder over and over and over and over again. He oh. sees it happening every night. And so he finally starts to piece together elements of, of the whodunit oh. side. But just, I don't, I remember as a kid watching that movie and just thinking like, wow, can you imagine witnessing this horrific event over and over and over? You know, seeing the same yeah. it's like thing. Being, it's like being a Cubs fan. 
Why? Why? Oh, why you got to I am a Cubs fan. I would expect that from Dennis. <laughs> or a Bears fan. I don't know. Not, not from In, Insert any Chicago sports team except the Blackhawks. How about the rain, man? Oh, yeah. I, like I thought I like Ringu was, Ringu. was yeah. better. Yeah, it was yeah. better. I thought yes, the, yes. the ring didn't quite get it. They tried. I don't know. I There was that time. It was in the 90s, I think, or early aughts when... Uh, when Hollywood was taking the Japanese horror films and mm-hmm. trying to make them more Americanized, and they just didn't work as well as the original uh, Japanese Ringu uh, and the gr- whatever the Grudge was. The grudge, yeah. Um, that was another one that was based on the on a Japanese horror film that it just didn't transfer as well, and the Japanese versions were like just creepy, that much stronger. Creepy cat people. Was that the Grudge? The ring, like a little kid that was like a had like cat eyes or something. Was this was the ring with the one where the bad guys would go to whatever used to videotape? Yes. If they get a videotape, see, why do they they get a videotape? We're fine. We're fine. Well, there's nobody has a VHS anymore, so it's okay. So it's all right. That's fine. (laughs) It's a DVD now. Right. Yeah. Right now, you know, if the if demons or ghosts are making Blu-rays, then hey, if they get a DVD, then I get a sword or something. You never seen Amityville Horror. That one. By the time I got around to seeing Amityville Horror, wasn't that the one like the house was the house. The, was the, well, the, the house is yeah. yeah. By the time I got around to seeing Amityville it's Horror, I was just like, oh, all right. Is the American Horror Story series that's out there is that pretty scary? Is that... It's pretty stupid. It's pretty oh. demented. <laughs> it's it starts out with I didn't potential. know I didn't watch it, it before, but I heard Lady Gaga's on it now, yeah, so I heard it's very yeah. bizarre. Yeah. It was, and all the storylines started out with potential, but it's like no, they just kept it's on there. trying to out weird. Yeah. Themselves and it just it, the stories made no sense. By the time it was done, it was like, what? Why did I just waste? It was like a bunch of junior high kids doing a thing, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know, like I saw one season, and I hated the ending. And I don't feel like investing all that time on the payoffs out there. Just yeah, that's it. it missed. It I see missed the, the payoff. I see the. I'm not gonna lie. I just. I see it's like the they get a good premise, and then they just don't like. They don't know what to, how to finish it. So. So what, what did you want to say about Amityville Horror? I just was wondering why that one wasn't mentioned because I think Poltergeist, I think Amityville, used to be a classic in the 80s where it was like this whole scary house you move in. And so, mm-hmm. so I'm telling you, I mean, I think of that when you buy a house. I'm like, mm-hmm. you start thinking... Well, make what, sure it doesn't have those what, windows. Well, what crimes are committed? You know, you buy an old house, man, and somebody died in that thing somewhere. And, you know, you well, so I'm wondering house. if... Because I, I, I would need, I would need <laughs> to go back... Well. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Hopefully your house is brand new. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it, man. It doesn't matter. Like I said... It will be after this weekend. in the basement. You know, Look, well, hey, you start thinking hey, that, though. Hey, Pat's going to hey, tear hey, the whole uh, thing down. You know what? I don't want to get too personal, but, but just like everybody else, I'm underwater on the loan. So if the ghost are going to evict me from my house. They're going to have to. Okay, I one of us I, is gone. I will have my vengeance. One of them They try and kick me out of that house, man, and I'll come after you in the next life because I can't afford that. All right, so you can you can afford to move your butt out of my house, dead or alive. All right, but I ain't going through. I'm not whatever. Speaking so, of possession movies, Pat's possessed right now. Yeah, yeah. Forget about it because I ain't that. His head just turned in a circle. Yeah, that's right. He's that's angry right. Elf. Yes, I am. Yeah, that, yeah, forget. Yeah, but no, that was. I just. That's why I just kind of threw that one out as a. Well, I wonder if, and I, I got to go back and rewatch this, or at least look for some screen captures of what's going on in the movie. I'm wondering if I'm mixing House with Amityville Horror, hmm. because I'm reading the description on here, and some of it seems familiar, but okay. I'm thinking of yeah, the movie you House. Describe, <laughs> you described it earlier, that's so I wonder if I'm like mixing the two up. Yeah, I was trying to look at the main yeah. people who were in that, but you know, you know those things because I don't know. Yeah. 
<clears throat> All right. Well, do we have any final Halloween comments or recommendations? Or This will be the extra special extended edition of the 30-something movie podcast. Yeah, good talk. I think we got a lot of titles out there for people to consider. Consider them. Go watch them. All of them. You've got, what, maybe two days before Halloween. Um, Unless you're Pat. Mer- I'm just going to throw one more really. <laughs> Unless you're Pat, you're not going to sleep yeah, anyway. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking the ones that scared me. I have to say, though, honestly, it was fun it. just like, because like, this is a genre I like know like, next to nothing about. So mm-hmm. it was just fun hearing the, you know. I want to say it's called Horror people. Express. This was an old one that was just, I'm telling you, man, being an OCP. Yeah, I think that's, let's see. Very bizarre. Yeah, 1972. Horror Express, it has, uh, pretty sure that's the one. Um, it's got some, some classic act. Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, Telly Savalas are in that one. That one was a pretty freaky. Peter Cushing. I remember, ble- I remember like, Grand Moff Tarkin in Star yeah, Wars. that is the one. He was in a lot of old horror movies. I'm pretty sure it's that one. So. Hey, you ever look at the guy, really? I mean, he... <clears throat> I mean, he looked like he was dead by the time yeah. he was in Star Wars. Yes, the bleed of the eyes. Oh, yeah. The, oh, I mean, the white eyes with mm. the blood coming out of them. Mm-hmm. That look, just... My brother Dan used to be able to do the white eye thing where they, like, made their yeah. eyes white, and it just... <laughs> All right. Or Express, Peter Cook, yeah. Okay. They're on a train, and they're stuck, and that's one of those things, again, where you're on a train from the far east, and there's something in a box in the back, and... What's in the box? Yeah, exactly. What the hell was that? Shh! <laughs> Spoiler alert. Betty White. Never mind. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the 30-something movie podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Um, come back next time when we will be taking a look at some movie somewhere. Awesome. And I'll probably still be talking about horror movies. <laughs> You've been listening to the 30-something movies podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at 30 Podcast. We are on Facebook, 30podcast.facebook.com. You can visit our crowdfunding page, the30podcast.podbean.com, and click on the Be My Patron link. You can also give us a call, if you dare. Our voicemail line is 872-35-MOVIE. That's 872-356-356. Six eight four three. Come on back next week when we'll be discussing spies like us. Until then, happy Halloween. <laughs>